Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Hello again, welcome into Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network, taking you into the NASCAR garage area. A lot to talk about, that's for sure. I'm Steve Post, lead pit reporter for the Motor Racing Network, joined by 25-time and championship-winning crew chief, Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Good. Great weekend of racing out there in Phoenix. We did, we had it good out there, didn't we? We Weather did. was good, weather was good, racing was good, everything was good, and good stuff, that's for sure. Yeah, Fun. yeah, it was a, what a, what a weekend to, to start out with a, with a 50-minute practice for Cup, yeah, an exciting ARCA race that, that had a lot of cautions in it, but <laughs> the finish of it was was great. Thought that William Swalich was was going away here and didn't yeah. end up. Ended up with a I can't think of his first name, but uh, Reef. Oh, um, well, it was Tyler one because there's Tyler and Tanner. There's two boys. Tyler okay. one. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had yeah, you got the one, out there. You got the one last name where there was two first names. Yeah. But exciting finish to that one. I thought the Xfinity race was was phenomenal. Exceptional race. Uh, they, yeah. they used a the whole racetrack. I thought I thought it was great. And and you know Sammy Smith with showing what he's going yes. to be. A lot yeah. of pressure. Had had Kyle yeah. Busch inside behind outside and still figured out yeah. on multiple restarts how to get it done yeah uh we're going to talk a lot about the cup series but you, you went there first off sammy smith picking up the win in the xfinity series um i agree that driver performed very well with multiple restarts with kyle bush the best the, the winningest driver in the history of the series inside outside listening to their radio um i am telling you jeff Mendering. Uh, I, I had a chance, um, Georgia Hanneberry was our other pit reporter, and we just were walking through the Xfinity garage, and Jeff Mendering's one of those guys just loved to chat with. And Jeff said, man, this kid is aggressive. It's a matter of reeling him back in. He said, but his talent level is unreal. He learns, he listens. And listening to Jeff Mendering on the radio, and, you know, the, the, the message, the one message is, you don't need to beat Kyle into turn one. You need to be in better position off from turn number two. That's where you're, you're going to get that run down the straightaway. And the communication that, that Jeff had with him, and then Sammy doing it, it's, yeah. it's ultimately the driver doing it, but they did a great, there was a lot of really great coaching on that radio. Uh, their best finish prior to that was 17th. So Jeff had talked about, we have speed, we just have to figure it all out. Well, they went warp speed figuring it all out and got the win. So yeah. neat stuff. It was a great, great, great night. Yeah, it. really was good, that's for sure. And then obviously Sunday, um, Hendrick Motorsports all in the top 10, but um, our guest today is going to be Rudy Fugel. Um, but Rudy Fugel, two in a row, um, man, they are they are knocking it out. And two in a row being in, in, in position, Yeah, but then execution. You, mm -hmm. you talk about it, and I want to dig into this with Rudy, but they have knocked it out of the park with two tire stops at the end. They are the only, I mean, I, I, 4.5 second right side tire stop. That's unheard of yeah. at, at Vegas. Backs it up with a 4.6 here at, at Phoenix to, to get him in position. They were fourth. Obviously, Kevin Harvick took four, and that was the demise of him, I, I think, part of it. Um, part of it being he wasn't a short run car. He was a really good long yeah, run car. Yeah. But the, Kevin came back, but Rudy came down, or William Byron came down fourth. 
that 4.6 second stop leapfrog the 20 car got him onto the front row that's what got him to win boy and and this is two weeks in a row william byron has been put on the front row and that driver has done his job Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. you you talk about this and i think that's the thing that really stands out when i look at that uh that uh 24 team this week okay driver performed really really well pit stop really really well rudy's strategy going with the two tires the call to do that really really well uh, the the rate, I mean, the fast car. I mean, just he had a fast car all day long too. This is one of those. This showcased to me the entire team of the team sport. You race everywhere. Yes, you race everywhere, and you can't give any of them up. You you've got to be hyper on every detail to win at these at the cup level. And and they did. They did. William did his job. I mean, that pit stop. You talk about it being four and a half seconds. Yeah, it's a great call. It's the pit stop. The driver did his part. I mean, it's yeah. it, the front changer just about got clipped, but, but William was on it. When they dropped the jack, he was out of there and, and didn't, you know, everybody has to be on. And that's what turns into to these winning performances. Similar. Um, it, it's, it's fascinating to hear you talk about that because we had a conversation with Blake Harris on Sunday morning, Alex Bowman's crew chief, and he, he sounded just exactly like you did. We need to work with this 48 car that every aspect is championship caliber every week. And if this is down a little bit, he talked about they had a bad pit stop, but Alex gave it back, I think, at Vegas or Auto Club. They had a bad pit stop, but Alex had a great restart. And you just got to, now now we got to lift up that pit stop and keep Alex on the restart game and everything else. And it's just fascinating. And that, that, um, back to the 24 car, they, they knocked it out. They did really, really well. Hendrick Motorsports, though. Kyle Larson, a very strong car, um, you know, green-white checker late in the day, kind of got slid around a little bit, ended up with a fourth-place run. Alex Bowman, I just talked about Blake Harris, they did not necessarily have a good day going, but scratched and clawed. They're, the, they're four for four with top ten finishes with a ninth-place run. And Josh Berry. The performance of the day. The, yes. The performance of the day. Yeah. First time that he's really gotten a chance to go through simulation work with, right. you know, simulator work with Alan Gustafson and the whole team, the nine team. Got to practice. They started out all right. By the end of the day, top 10 finish. Top 10 finish. No doubt about it. So Hendrick Motorsports really, really did their job. Uh, Rodney Childers and Kevin Harvick. Um, I think they've made a statement that they're, 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 they're pretty good. Uh, they had a good long run car. They had a really good practice session. Um, the four tire call. What was your take on that? The driver and the crew chief both agreed that that was their best move. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I mean, I, you're you're but you're in a you're in a you're an aggressive. You're you tend to err on the roll of the dice. Here, here's the piece that I feel like, and I I don't. I've been in that situation right. with Joey. I'd love to put four tires on. Yeah, I was a four tire guy, but with where racing has evolved to, you got to realize that. I, I think there's three things that I, I looked at here. One, lap time fall off. Really wasn't a ton. It was a little less yeah. than a second in, yeah. in 20, 25 laps. So we hadn't fallen that far off the of lap times. Two, you're racing an organization that's won the week before by putting two tires on late. Mm-hmm. And three, when the caution comes out, by the time we cycle through all this, you're only going to have, I thought at best, four laps to go. We actually went green with three to go. Uh, being able to recover from that with some good cars taking two tires in front of you. Yeah. I think I agree with Rodney. I like putting him on offense and put four tires on. He hasn't had a short run speed car There's versus the those guys. Yeah, that's so the challenge. I don't think putting yourself at a tire advantage is going to drive back through the field. I really feel well, like he almost needs yeah. to maintain track position and play defense. Same conversation we had last week. Um, if If two guys or three guys take two tires. Oh, if he starts in the second row? 
Exactly. He wins. It's it's how everyone it's, else. But, pref- and that's, yeah. that's the piece you have to look at is is who's going to be aggressive. Who's going to beat him? And, and the piece that I think drives the aggressiveness is that the lap times hadn't fallen off yeah. that far. It wasn't like we'd lost a second and a half, two seconds of lap time in in that run where four tires was going to be a definite advantage. I think that that drives more crew chiefs to make that call to to put in two on and take the risk because hey, I'm sitting back here in seventh or eighth. Yeah. I can get myself in the front two rows. And and the other piece is yeah. there's chaos in turn one, right? From the dog leg, we may not run all the way to the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, yeah, the I understand. Of, I understand yeah. Rodney's call. I right. do, but yeah. I think as you look at the whole of it, you had to really feel like yeah. the guys behind you were going to take two, and it was going to bury you a little deep in the field. Yeah, like last week in Las Vegas, we asked why didn't anyone else stay out with Truex this time? It's like why did everyone take two tires? It was just it's fascinating to me that. That last week it was like, why didn't anyone else gamble with staying out? This week is six guys took two tires. If you know, it's just it's the Phoenix it's, is not the widest racetrack that's very easy to pass yeah, on. That's true. So you've got to keep you it puts more of a priority, I think, on track, track position. position. Yeah. Finally, and, and I alluded to this in a uh, in a midways broadcast, uh Tyler Reddick goes over to twenty three eleven and I am thinking this cat is coming out of the box, guns a-blazing. Um, we're going, I, I, I figure by this time we're talking about, okay, Tyler Reddick. I, I just believe so much in Tyler Reddick. I love what they got going on in Billy Scott. And up until Sunday, it has not been a good start, but they come out of there with a third-place finish. Boy, I think this gives a really good team something to build on. Yeah, it does out. give them something to build on. And, and, and they were on the same cycle, right? They took four tires, but they took four tires from fifth. Right, and they restarted right behind Kevin. So yeah. it's just that's that whole piece. I think in different places, different calls work yeah. out. And Tyler had a couple of good restarts. So, yeah, um, pushed William out to the lead and 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 came back. I think third, right? They finished third. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, good day for them. Something they could build off. No doubt about it. So a lot of great stuff coming out of the desert in Phoenix, including another win. Rudy Fugel, crew chief over at Hendrick Motorsports, and he joins us next here on Crew Call. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at ZonePouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back. It is Crew Call, and we talked about this just before the break. Rudy Fugel, winning crew chief, two in a row from Hendrick Motorsports, joins us. Hello, Rudy. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. It's uh, good to be on here again, and uh, great to be on here after a couple wins. It's awesome. 
Yeah. Rudy, we were talking about this. Uh, Todd and I were talking about this. And when I look at this, driver performed well. Pit crew performed well. Strategy was well. Fast race car. You've got to feel good about the total package that you guys seem to have been put together in the last couple of weeks with that 24 car. No, 100%. You know, um, you're really, really proud of this entire team executing uh, from from the offseason, all the processes that we you know, we, we, we take last year and we kind of go through what we did good, what we did bad, what we want to improve on. You try to implement those things in the off season. You know, we put a lot of hard work in, um, you know, even in December where a lot of guys are taking time off our drivers in there in the sim working hard um, January, working our butts off and, um, you know, just just implemented it and um, started started a year off really strong Had two poor finishes to start the year. But um cars were good drivers on it all the way pickers performing up front last two weeks you know be up front all day long and stay up front when every time you come down excited um just uh just really really proud of everybody yeah you talk about you talk about everybody hitting it and you guys have been the last two weeks obviously winners last two weeks uh but you've had really good cars i felt like i honestly felt like looking at the practice stuff i thought you were the best car there everybody talked about the five i thought you were a little better than him in practice i thought it showed during the race when you got out front i thought you you were right there with him um but the piece i really want to focus on the last two weeks you've been in position but your pit crew and and i i don't want to just say pit crew your pit stops have been on fire two tire stops at four i had it by 4.5 and 4.6 the last two weeks that's like half to three quarters of a second faster than the guys that you're racing around talk about that because as i look at it it's not just a pit crew it's the driver too. It's the whole group together. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, um, you know, William has been a lot of time. We've been sending him a lot of videos about, um, you know, basically car placement, getting in the stall on the two tire stops. You know, in the previous years, there's sometimes there's a delay. You know, it's like going on the jack drop, but he knows the dri- the the front carrier changer's got to get out of the way, and he's kind of waiting for him to clear. I mean, you can see the video. We're we're pretty much running over that front changer every time. So. Um, you know, just, just on it, you know, just really, really, you know, car placement's huge. You know, those lines on pit road are there for a reason, right? They're, they're there for, so the guys know where to jump to. There's enough room, just enough room for the jack to get laid down. And the further the car is out uh, from the pit wall, the more the guys got to run around, right? So all those things stopping on the sign in the right spot. So if the, the guys are they're, if they don't have to adjust once they land on their knees and they got and the jackman's got to readjust, those are all that tenth, two tenths of a second that you talk about. So, um, you know, fr- from the guys trusting William, William doing the job, um, they're just just really, really doing well. So you talk about you talk about William coming in in the off season and working with you guys. Is he working with the pit crew too? Because that leaving the pit box and the choreography of where the front changer can put his feet and then where he's got to get him up. I mean, it looks very orchestrated. Yeah, no, it's 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 all the time. Yes, we're we're putting putting the work in together. We're watching film together, um, you know, and talking about all those things. It's a it takes a lot of time. You know, we 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 spend time actually going down there having pit crew meetings specifically, spending time every week talking about okay, this is how you did getting in the box and getting out of the box, and you know, those are all little things that you know, as we get better as teams, you know, we start paying attention to those details, and and. Pit road is as important as anything right now. 
When we look at the Phoenix weekend, and you have the same situation coming up a couple weeks in Coda, a 50-minute practice session to kick things off. Did you guys, and, and, and actually I go, did you guys and will you guys, how much of that emphasis, I mean, we had a new rules package as well, is on that rules package, Phoenix, or are there some other things that you guys get a chance to dabble around with with, with these extra practice time? Yeah, I mean, for right now, the, the rules package was enough different that, you know, it was the primary focus, you know, so um, that 50 minutes, uh, two sets of tires, really focus was to try to get a quick idea of what the balance was. Uh, two, We did two runs on one set of tires, you know, really weren't, we weren't super happy with it. We had some direction that we wanted to go. Um, we did that for our last long run. It was the right direction. Our car handled well. We kept most of that in the car um, and then were able to compare it to some of our teammates with so the five was really good and use a little bit of their stuff after practice. But yeah, the main focus with when you're losing 30, 40% of downforce and you're having a, a downforce shift forward as well is how do you get that balance right? You know, so um, Coda will be the same plus a new tire. Coda was our first road course last year. So I, I would say our, our baseline has changed, you know, 80% from what we took to Coda last year. You know, Coda last year would have been more traditional um, a Gen 6 type setup thoughts, you know, and, and, and we didn't run that great, you know, and then as we went to Sonoma, we got a chunk better. And then by the time we went to the rest of the road courses, we started as a group, you know, not particularly us all the time, but as a group, we started running well. So those things will apply to Coda and we'll try to try to make sure we get that dialed in. So do, do, does every road course kind of build on it on itself? And so you would look back, say, to even the, the Roval or or is there some place like Watkins Glen you would look back differently? Yeah, I mean, everyone's a little bit different, but, but yeah, the, the you know, Watkins Glen we ran really well at. We'll use that. It's it's fast. Um has has, you know, some some S's and some things that'll apply to Coda. But um but you know, the Roval was another step forward, you know, and and we actually um last week we ran the Roval as a test as a as the one day. You know, Chase in the 9 was supposed to do it with his injury. We got plugged in, so we were able to run a new tire run some laps around there on the low down force. And so we have a small taste of what that is, but the test, we also ran some mufflers and some other sets of tires. So it wasn't, it wasn't like we got a million laps on what we're going to race, but we have a small taste. So that was good. Small little morsel is better than nothing at all. That's for sure. Before we go to Coda though, we're going to a place where you guys were pretty sporty last year. You won the spring race. I think you led 41 laps in the summer before getting crashed out of that thing. Just kind of give us a good preview and your level of optimism headed to Atlanta this weekend, Rudy. Yeah, no, excited. You know, Williams, a uh, good speedway racer. It's kind of he's he's good at the fast places. So that that's um, you know, and in Atlanta, we, we won both races at HMS. You know, between the nine and us last year. So feel like we have a good baseline setup. Um, you know, we have a new tire, less stagger. So working on that, uh, figuring out what the balance needs to be, and um, you know, the, the track Atlanta always seems to wear fast. You know, it seems how much is the track going to degrade? You know, we have the extra banking and whatnot, but the track degrades fairly quickly there uh, with just the, the aggregate and the type of conditions it goes through in the summer and kind of sandy. So, um, you know, it's not going to be anywhere near old Atlanta anytime soon, but but still the grip level where you didn't have to worry about it before versus, um, you know, just having to put some thought into uh, making sure you can run tight behind somebody and make moves you need to, to stay in the gas. The the one thing that I looked at, it came out on Twitter this weekend uh, or this week, uh, uh, NASCAR relocating pit road entry, uh, the commitment line to turn three entry, and and Elton Sawyer was actually on uh, the morning drive, and they're going to start pit road speed at that point. How does that affect 
like to me as a crew chief, the old crew chief in me, I've got animosity about green flag pit cycles. Now I know we didn't have them last year, but that seems like that'd be a huge detriment. For sure. Yeah, no, we're, we, we found out about it the same way everybody else did, you know, we, from Twitter. So last week, so we haven't really prepared a ton for it. Our guys kind of um, started working through it. We got some pictures yesterday. Um, NASCAR sent us along where we can kind of see it and visualize it and we'll start putting the numbers together. But, but yeah, pit road speed starting turn three, it seems like there's going to be uh, just a couple sections, one dead center, uh, three and four, and then one as it goes around. And that's a long way to, to hold your water for pit road speed, trying to be a half mile an hour under things like that. So that's going to be difficult, you know, so um, super concerned, you know, we're, you're, you're not going to see any, you're not going to see very many people uh, to short pit, you know, and, and try to get out there and make laps. It's going to be running until you're out of gas. So um, that'll be interesting. Like you said, we didn't do any last year. But, and, and with the 400-mile race, there's an opportunity for basically two of those, second stage and third stage. So we'll just have to, to see what happens, but nobody's going to be excited about it. I know that. And, <laughs> and the drivers, I mean, the only shot that they're going to have at this is, is qualifying. You know, they, they, it, it, you make your qualifying lap, you stay in the gas further around through one and two, and then you take a, a shot at downshifting and getting the second gear. That's the only chance, like at a hot green pit in that they're going to have, you know, we get to run it at um, Sunday morning before the race or Sunday afternoon before the race, but you're going pit lanes. That's basically a yellow flag condition, but for green flag conditions, the only time the driver's ever going to get a chance is he's going to come off a two full song and he's going to have to guess after qualifying with a totally different setup in it, slammed on the ground, bouncing around like they do at the speedways and try to downshift and, and run that and get an idea of what pit green, you know, entry is. And, and everybody, we have similarities, we have things like that, but this, you know, and Todd knows is like the similarities don't work great for straight line braking in a situation like that. Pit road entry, it, it'll give them a, an idea, but it's, it's probably not within a couple hundred feet of where it's actually going to be. So um, I'm happy I'm not doing it and I'm hoping <laughs> we don't have to do it for real in, in, uh, in the race. Final question for you here is we're getting tight on time, Rudy. Go off the racetrack because we like to do that at the end. Um, last year, you shared with us some of your hiking. You still you still out hiking around? Did you do any in Phoenix? Yeah, no, uh, Phoenix was a good one. I um, I went to Skyline Mountain um, Saturday afternoon. Um, I, I kind of looked at the, the map real quick. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to the backside of this mountain. I got about two and a half miles in. I had a long ways to go. But I was committed, so he yeah, ended up being like four miles, and um, it was beautiful at the top. It was it was worth it. There were some other some other guys up there from Track House. They were they were going a little bit faster than me, but uh, it was a good um, it was a good head clear for for me. We actually went. Uh, my coworker Georgia Hedberg and I went Sunday after the race. We went because we didn't fly till Monday or, or red eye. She had a red eye, and I had this perfect plan. We went to the Australia Australia Mountain right there by the racetrack. We went there, and I assumed we were on a four mile loop. Uh, we were not on a four-mile loop. We were on a seven-mile straight run and two and a half miles. I'm like, this is not looping back around. So <laughs> we did a five-mile out and back right at dark when we arrived at the car. It was, uh, but it was great. That area is really, really cool. So uh, I, I actually, I actually thought about you and how you said that. And I've, I've done two hikes this year, and they both have been awesome. So it is a great head clear, and uh, I appreciate yeah. your. Appreciate you doing that as well. Neat stuff. Rudy, congratulations on the success, and we appreciate the uh, time joining us here today on Crew Call. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Always always uh, fun to be on here. You got it. Rudy Fugel from Hendrick Motorsports. Stay with us more in just a moment. 
The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Love chatting with Rudy Fugel. I am telling you, and I hadn't, fa- I, I knew the whole pit road thing, but I hadn't factored in no practice. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I actually listened to Elton Sawyer uh, Tuesday morning on the morning drive and, and talked about that they would let them have a, a shot at getting a pit road on, on a qualifying lap. And I'm like, how does that work? Like <laughs> these cars are set up, they're on stop. Sir. That's not how you're going to come to pit road. So, and I hadn't thought about it, but I mean, if we get to stage two and it goes green, pucker up, yeah. <laughs> pucker up. here it comes. Uh, I mean, it's just, that's why they're the 36 oh best drivers in the world, right? Yeah. Uh, it'll be, it'll mm-hmm. be exciting. But I, I, from a crew chief standpoint, I mean, that's, that's gotta be uh, the, the lap time penalty to have to roll pit road speed from turn three, all the way to turn one. Um, you know, I would normally look at that as being a lap and te- I mean, you, if you, you might be too, I haven't done the math, but you might be close to two laps down. Don't mess this up. I, as Rudy said, you're going to run to that thing. To that thing burbles when, when yeah. it's, when it quits running on fuel, that's when you'll think about coming. Oh so my gosh. It, look I, for that to be a little bit of a piece. Yeah. Of, although it's 400 miles and they've only, you know, the, yeah. it's only stage two and stage three, but, um, mm. But that pit road speed, when 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 we come to Xfinity and truck race, that pit road speed is they're, they're still being monitored the same place. It's, same it place. may not be a strategy, green flag pit stop strategy in Xfinity and trucks, but it's still going to be a challenge. Yes. we run into challenge everywhere we have corners. It's well, like and you're rolling around a corner with two segments, so it's how you shortcut the corner, how you run long on the yeah. corner. It's it's going to be wow. And there's be, a little excitement right there. Yeah, it is. It is uh, fun stuff for sure. Speaking of fun stuff. Um, we now have a little bit better clue on where you're going to race. Um, you're going to go down to Coda in a couple of weeks with Jimmy Johnson, and you're going to go to the uh, Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte with Jimmy Johnson. Um, it's got to be good to start to piece these together and and know where you're going and and, and what the game plan is with you and you and old seven time. Well, I have known where we're I, going. I, I, <laughs> we, yeah. We're now allowed yeah. to let everybody else know, but uh, yeah, uh, Club Wyndham coming on board and and sponsoring those two races, and uh, I, I love the whole thing. You know, Jimmy's talked about. Uh, Coda being a bucket list item for him, yeah. you know, that he didn't get to run it. Indy, you know, he wanted to run it, and and he left for IndyCar before before NASCAR got there. Now NASCAR is there, so um, and they're building off of the bucket list. So yeah. there's there's some there's some spoof to that, but uh, um, yeah, really cool and, and really looking forward to it. I think uh, I can't wait to get down there to Coda with with Jimmy and and just his his ability and what he's done and learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the new car, it was like immediate. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see what we can do down there. It's a really cool venue. Uh, I've had fun down there before, but look forward to this opportunity coming up. And then, the other, and then you get to take Jimmy Johnson oh, gosh, to Charlotte, Charlotte but what used to be his Jimmy Johnson oh, Motor Speedway, God. right? Yeah. So uh, a couple of really cool events to get to go up 
I know a lot of this is is Jimmy's bucket list, market driven, sponsor driven, everything else. Crew chief Todd Gordon has to love the effect that there's a 50 minute practice session at Coda. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> I know, do. Is, is there any? Is that a variable at all that came into this at all, or is it just a? Well, we didn't know about that. That's true. We no, didn't know no, about that. We were yeah. we were we were pretty much down the path of where we were going to go before that came. Before that, so came that was out. one but of those. When that came out. That's like Christmas just hit me. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a great opportunity to get a 50 minute practice down there and and uh, sort some things out and, and get us a chance to work together a little bit more. You know we. Daytona was a longer weekend because sure. you had the duels and then we did use a practice afterwards. So uh, looking forward to the 50 minute practice, we get down there road course racing and uh, seeing what we can do down there. It's a, it's a, it's a challenge, but one that I really look forward to. All right. So we've had Daytona 500, Coda, Charlotte, Chicago. So we got four of the five. So yeah. we're at 80% of what your yeah. uh, 80% of what your plan is. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's good. Man, I'm excited about that. I really am. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Be cool to be on the box and 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 to work with Jimmy and and get to take Jimmy to to Charlotte. There's a oh, little Charlotte. added pressure there. Yeah. Just a little added pressure. Yeah, yeah. Driver he's knows it, to be really good. Driver there. knows his way around that joint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting through the bumps on one of the, with with one of these next gen cars and and stops and stuff. That's yeah. high on my anxiety list. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. Good stuff. High on the anxiety list. Challenge. Yeah. Chiefs love challenges. Yes, we do. Yes, indeed. Great stuff. Speaking of great stuff, we're going to have a great weekend of NASCAR racing at Atlanta. I think I think Rudy just absolutely twisted, peaked my interest level yeah. a little bit more in this thing because I there there's some variables there. Uh, I you know you you have this piece of the puzzle and this piece of the puzzle and that piece of the puzzle, and when you tie them all together, it's like. Oh, this is yeah. going to be fascinating to watch happen. Um, Truck Series or, or Xfinity Series and the Cup Series, our friends at PRN, Performance Racing Network, are going to have it. Uh, we do have the Truck Series race. It is the Freight 208 at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Our airtime on Motor Racing Network is 1.30 Eastern time. going to be fun to watch the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. I've been to Atlanta. My last trip to Atlanta was the COVID race in 2020 where we drove in Parked under our turn position, went up to our turn position, went back down to the car and left. Don't talk to anybody. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. So I'm anxious to get down to Atlanta and walk around a little bit. I'm really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to do that. Yeah. Yeah. My last Atlanta race was before they put asphalt down there. And I was really? pretty happy about it. Yeah. Well, you were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You spent a little I, I extra time. I shouldn't say my last, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spent a little extra time there. You spent yeah, a little extra time I there did. while while other teams were loading up. You were uh, having to worry about what the where the confetti was going on the car. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I love the, love the place. And uh, like Rudy brought up, the asphalt down there is always worn out. It, it'll be interesting to see how it's yeah. aged over a year. I feel like the guys felt that way from race one to race two that we lost yeah. grip. And I don't know how much of that was just temperature driven yeah. or whether it's, I mean, it's, that's that sandy area kind of like yeah. Darlington falls into that. And it's hot in the summer. It's it brutally hot like in the summer. The, and it's a long, hot summer. Yep. We yep. talked about that. Uh, we just, prior to recording this, we had our pre-race meeting with MRN and Alex Hayden brought up, you know, that uh, they have four sets of tires in the truck series. Okay. So you use one, so you have three sets of tires for the race. And what is that fall off going to be? Uh, not only the truck series team is going to be watching it, but Xfinity and cup teams are going to be watching that as well. This race isn't going to be extraordinarily hot. I don't believe. No, I don't think so. I think it's ambient temperature is supposed to be a yeah. little cooler. So yeah. that'll work in its favor, right. but um, it'll be interesting to see where it all goes. Man, it's going to be awesome. That's for sure. So Atlanta Motor Speedway, where the NASCAR is headed. And the other thing I do want to, I do want to do this. Um, crew members, ladies and gentlemen, work on these teams. The West Coast swing is over. Oh my goodness. They're there all is happy a whole that. bunch of happy people. Yes. We record this on Tuesday morning. There are a whole bunch of happy truck drivers arriving now 
and going to sleep in their bed, shower at their house. First time in a month. First time in a month. And so, three weeks. Anyway. Tip of the cap. Tip yeah. of the cap to the men and women who work on these cars. West Coast swing is over. Don't believe anyone got an eye put out. I think we're all right with it. So I think we're all good. So and off to Atlanta this weekend. So again, Motor Racing Network's coverage of the Freight 208 is 1:30 on uh, Saturday afternoon. And yeah, we don't have to worry about the time zones and moving nope. time zones nope. and anything like that. We're in the right time zone we're now. Right. Daylight savings time. <laughs> moving time zones, not moving. Oh my gosh, that was a wild weekend out there for sure in Phoenix. So hey, we appreciate Rudy Fugel joining us here on Crew Call. But more important than all of that, thank you for joining us here this week on the show.